What's up, everybody? Welcome to the GM in the Stands podcast. I am your host and resident GM, Tyler Herbert. Thank you for tuning in. Um, now, I know everybody's thinking, where the fuck did this name come from? <laughs> where did this name come from? Um, the GM, general manager, comes from being a longtime sports fan. And I think if if you're a real, real hard fan for your team, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure you know what I mean when I say you feel like you can you feel like you can run your team. Okay? We feel like as fans, when we love a team so much or love the game, you know, we feel like we can run a team and be the general manager. So that's where that comes from. And in the stands, we're the spectators. You know, we have no input. We're just watching the game. Um, so you put that all together with a spectating GM, if you reword it in that type of way. Um, so that's where that name comes from, plain and simple. And all the other names I thought of were already taken. So <laughs> this is what we're going to stick with. Um, and I like the name personally. Now, quick note about myself. Um, my name's Tyler, born and raised in the Bronx, New York. You feel me? Um, I'm not going to tell you that the Knicks will win the chip this year. <laughs> that You would never hear that come out of my mouth. And for anything, I might say the, Knicks will, the Nets will win it, you know, but not the Knicks. I, not with Dolan running that team. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, NBA, you know, I don't have a real favorite team. I will tell you that my favorite player is Rondo. Has been my favorite player since like 2010, 2009. Um, NFL. Favorite team is the Packers. Favorite player is Aaron Rodgers. Um, I love that dude. That man is a beast. Um, and yeah, in both con- in both conferences, in both um, or not organizations, in both businesses, <laughs> in both leagues, you know, I have teams that I like and that I want to win. And of course, in the same aspect, I have teams that I don't like and that I don't want to win. But um, so my mindset when it comes to these leagues is very unbiased you know it's very it's very open-minded you know so a lot of times i'm not going to tell you something that is all feeling but if i do i will tell you before i say it before i say what's on my mind i'm gonna say fuck fuck the facts i feel like this or you know in my opinion it needs to be this way so i will let you know but for the most part everything's gonna be unbiased i don't care what team it is i don't even care if i hate the team i'm gonna be very unbiased and you know give you a real straightforward um honest honest thought on what needs to happen in this situation um with that being said we're gonna jump into it with the nfl um and i think to start off will be the houston texas organization okay if you want to call them an organization at this point um bill o'brien has run them to the fucking ground uh they just i don't know (laughs) i don't know but let's talk about jj watt being released okay and i know you have to i'm gonna talk about you know, Deshaun Watson, but we're going to first start off with J.J. Watt, the, the face of the franchise or the previous face of the franchise at this point, J.J. Watt being released so easily, you know, might I add, like it wasn't a problem. They just said, OK, cool, <laughs> we'll do it for you. Simple as that. Um, I, He commanded like, I think, seventeen point five million dollars this year and they released him. No problem. You know, he gets no part of that paycheck. You know, that contract is done. And he's a free agent. You know, for a dude of his stature, J.J. Watt being a free agent, I think is great. Also, I think it was a foretold conclusion. But he has his pick of the mill at this point, and he can go anywhere. Where would he go? Um, personally, I would prefer him to go to Green Bay, you know, him being um, a Wisconsin alum. He, he might as well, you know, just go to Green Bay, help us on the edge. He don't even have to play the edge. He can play on the inside because, you know, he's not, he's not going to he's not gonna be an every down back. Not back, but he's not going to be an every down um, 
the end. He'll be more situational, you know. Maybe he'll play like the second and third down. Uh, I pretty much see him playing mostly third downs in any team he goes to. But on the Packers, you know, with um, the Smith brothers and um, Ryan Clark on the inside, that that can be. I said Ryan Clark, uh, Kenny Clark on the inside. That'll be. I think that'll be crazy, and that'll help the defense so well because, you know, if we can get to the quarterback quicker. You know, the, the the DBs don't really have that much of a job to do. Um, but before that happens, we have to figure out, you know, what he's looking for. I think um, if he's really looking for a Super Bowl, you know, he should command maybe like 8 to $12 million. You know, he's been paid pretty well over the over these past couple of years, especially with him being, with him being the um, three-time defensive player of the year. That that can be something that can that should be easily arranged, but like I said, the Packers we might see him in in Pittsburgh. Very very slim chance in my opinion. You know they got salary cap issues of their own with the Big Ben's contract, but we'll talk about the Steelers a little further down. You know we'll we'll touch up on that a little bit, but yeah, JJ Watt Packers Pittsburgh, maybe Tampa Bay. That seems to be the the spot for veterans to go to. Again, they have their own type of salary cap issues with um, re-signing like Levante David, Chris Godwin, maybe A.B., Gronk. Um, so that's a whole carousel in its own right. Every team has their own, you know, problems with salary cap because the pandemic um, is bringing down the league's cap to like maybe, I think, 180. I think 180 mil is what they're trying to bring it down to. So it's a lot of teams that are gonna that's going to be restructuring deals, trying to maybe push forward some of the payments from this year to the following years and we'll we'll see that happen over this this offseason. Um what other teams can I see him going to? Maybe Miami. You never know. Um if what they try to get done can get done. Uh we'll touch on that after this, after JG Watt. Um who else can I see him go to? I really I really don't know. Um maybe Baltimore. Shit. Maybe Kansas City. Um, who else are contenders? Ooh, maybe Tennessee. I don't know. I don't know about Tennessee. I I know I got excited, but I I don't see it. But um, yeah, JJ Watt being released, simple as that. That that was easy for them to do. Now on the back half of that, him being released, they still got um Deshaun Watson. You have Deshaun Watson, who is the new face of your franchise, and your quote unquote Michael Jordan, you know, of football. And y'all, are, I don't, I don't want to say they're holding him hostage because they have, they have no reason to trade him. You know, he's under contract. Um, but your star quarterback wants to be traded. First of all, your previous coach slash GM, Bill O'Brien, traded away your number one option, in D Hop, to the Cardinals for a motherfucking second round, a fourth round pick, and um, David Johnson, who. Last time we checked, was injury, like was just injured. I was about to say injury prone, but that was his first injury. But it was a serious injury, which caused another slew of injuries. And he's just been, he's been a no show. He had that one good breakout season, maybe I think two year, two breakout seasons. But he had that one breakout season that he was just beasting, and y'all trade D Hop for that. But anyway, yeah, Bill O'Brien just he fucked that up from the from the get go. So then they released him. Cool. 
even with that release, y'all don't have anything. You guys haven't talked to um, Watson in terms of where the organization is trying to go from here. Um, you haven't consulted him in terms of the GM hires, the and the coach hire, and David Cully. Like you, you guys, these guys paid a firm hundreds of thousands of dollars to find the best possible, the best, the absolute best possible coaching option for the job. And y'all went off the books and just hired somebody else without consulting um, your, your star quarterback. And I know some of you are like, why do they have to consult him? They don't need to do that. They told him that. And we all understand that the NFL is a league of, of, of money and essentially lies. But, you know, you told your star quarterback that you just paid like a whole bunch of money to that you were going to consult him and talk to him and you guys have decided to just not and just go against your word and to a to a man like that that that's a that holds a lot of promise that holds a certain level of 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 trust you break that trust is over now let's look at this dude's contract he signed a four-year 156 million dollar contract with the texans you know just this past offseason and already he wants to be out now it's very feasible it's very feasible for him to be traded. You know, and where will he go? Of course, everybody's talking about the Jets or the Dolphins. I personally, personally, think he should go to the Dolphins. You know, they're, they're already built well. They have a great defense. They just need a few pieces on offense. Maybe like one or two pieces on defense. But for the most part, their defense is very, very well locked up. They, they just look to be the the best the best candidate for this trade. You know, they can trade away Tua. You know, we already know that the Dolphins, I don't think, are really high on Tua at this point. You know, they was looking more towards Ryan Fitzpatrick throughout the year for certain key plays and key drives. Um, Tua has looked like just a, a deer caught in the headlights most of the time. But I know their offensive line isn't the greatest but still, when it comes to like going through progressions and throwing a ball down the field, eh, two is not all the way there yet. So they can trade him away, and they can trade away uh, first round pick this year and a first round pick next year. Well, not a, but the first round pick from next for next year. Um, I think that's worth the risk. Um, for the simple fact you're getting a star player in return, you still have a first round pick this year, and second round picks that you can use to, you know, beef up your offensive line uh, as well as um, add some add some wide receivers to the group, you know, because they only have Devontae Parker. We need to add somebody to the group, you know, in order your quarterback to throw the game, throw the game, throw the ball to. So that's a great option. The Jets, now the Jets actually have the best possible package deal, you know, they have two first-rounders this year, and they have two first-rounders next year for the 2022 draft. That's a very promising package. You trade, you you include Sam Darnold, you know, a first this year, first next year, and maybe, you know, some late-rounders, maybe a player. I think that the, the Texans will take that deal. You know, they'll take any fucking deal at this point. <laughs> but I think that's a good, that's their best option in order to get him. And... Personally, I can see that happening much more likely than the Miami trade. 
I, well, actually, no. I take that back because he does have a no-trade clause. So, if anything, Miami would be the most optimal option for him to, to choose to go to. Now, there are rumors. There are rumors. I don't know if anybody's heard about this yet, but there's rumors about a four-team deal. Like a super fucking deal. Now, I'm trying to... Where the fuck did I put this shit? I know I have the details here. Okay, so we have the Cowboys... Not the Cowboys, I'm sorry. We have the Jets receiving Russell Wilson. I don't know why the fuck Russell Wilson would be anywhere on the trading block at this point, but this is what the rumors are. We have Russell Wilson to the Jets. The 49ers received Deshaun Watson. Now, we have heard about the 49ers trying to get a quarterback. Um, I don't know how true that is. Nobody really knows. <clears throat> Ooh, damn, excuse me. <laughs> but we all know, we do know that they're not very high on Jimmy G. Now, the Texans in return will receive Sam Darnold. Three first-round picks, I'm assuming, from the Jets and probably the the 49ers. Or maybe the Seahawks, because Russell Wilson does have a pretty high deal, and you need to get that off the books. Three first-round picks and a second-round pick. That's what the Texans will receive. And then the Seahawks will receive Jimmy G, Nick Bosa, and two first-round picks. Now, I don't know how the fuck that will happen. Okay, I don't know how the fuck that would happen. I don't even know how the fuck Nick Bosa got into this mix. Because if you're the 49ers, you're not trading away Nick Bosa. You're not. You're just not. Let's be honest. That's that's just stupid. So this 14 deal is a rumor. Let's just. Oh, I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm not a professional. I don't have any type of ties to any anybody in the league. But if we're smart enough, we're crossing that deal off the fucking table. I don't see that happening. I hope that doesn't happen because one, the Seahawks are losing. Russell Wilson. Two, the the uh, 49ers are losing Nick Bosa for some strange fucking reason. That would be the stupidest shit ever. Now, with the uh, the Jets getting rid of Sam Darnold, that should happen maybe. But all in all, let's get back to let's get let's get back to Deshaun Watson. I think personally, I feel like he should go to Miami. I think that's the best destination for him to go to. Um, that's the only destination destination he should want to go to with them having an all like you know a black head coach. They have a black um, I think president or GM, one of the two. You know they have black black people in the front office and as your coach. So it, it it works out. That's what he wants from the Texans. They didn't do that. They didn't even try, you know, to accommodate that. And I mean I guess they did because David Cully is black, but still you didn't consult him. And this dude has no type of coordinating experience in terms of like offensive or defensive he's been like a, a play a skills position coach uh, no <laughs> okay but yeah Deshaun Watson Miami Dolphins I feel like we should book that I feel like that's on everybody's list like that is what will happen at some point then again they don't have to like I said he's under contract he just signed that four-year 156 million dollar deal he was crying all over the internet he was tweeting about it. he was typing oh he's so thankful and you know they don't have they don't really have to um do this deal now aside from the deal i want to talk about how these this nfl these nfl people or ex people you know are giving their input and telling deshaun watson that he should essentially this is what they said but they basically said that he needs to shut up and play the game i'm not saying that's what they said but in a summary or in a, you know, 
a shortened version or a rephrase. That's how that how that's how it feels. Okay, now why is it that when a black man once or when a black man was told by his organization that he will be included in talks, he will be he will be consulted on any moves going forward. And when they go back on that, when he feels a, a certain type of way, people want to comment and tell him, "Don't worry about it. You know, it's not your job. You don't have to have in, you don't have to have insight. You don't have to have um, um, input on what's going on in your organization. Just go out there, play the game, and let them handle it." Why do you, why do they feel like they need to say that? Because they don't. They they don't. I'm pretty sure if this was if they were playing or were in this situation in these times, they would feel the same way. And they would want their organization to hold up to their word and include them in all talks and all, you know, ideas of where we want this organization to go forward. So with that being said, let's jump into Carson Wentz. <laughs> Carson Wentz, on the other hand, was given everything by his organization. He was given the keys. They let go of the coach. They gave him a new coach who was, you know, affiliated with Frank Wright. You know, um, they even, even in the offseason, last offseason, they, they uh, drafted, I know they drafted Jalen Hurts, but they drafted wide receivers for him. You know, they gave him weapons and he wants to be traded. You want to be traded, why? Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Now, I'm not, I know I just talked about the NFL players, I mean the NFL players, the ex-NFL people giving their input or, you know, telling Deshaun Watson what he should do. I'm not, but I'm not telling Carson, I'm not telling you what Carson Wentz should be doing. I'm just questioning why he wants to be traded. Like, let's let's backtrack. You were drafted second overall 2016, right? And he was having that one great fucking season. A great fucking season. Like, he was basically... MVP 20 um 2017. He was basically basically gonna be the MVP. 13 games through, he tore his ACL. Right? And you know, we kind of gave him a pass. We're like, okay, you're young, you'll grow from that, you'll 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 um heal and be back better than better than ever. Now comes Nick Foles, the savior. The holy Christian man comes in right after his injury. He leads the um, Eagles through the playoffs, well, into the playoffs, through the playoffs, and ultimately to the promised land by getting them a Super Bowl Lombardi Trophy, winning the MVP, the Finals, finals MVP, the um, Super Bowl MVP, you know, beating Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in a high-scoring game and with that magical fucking Philly special play. Now, I'm going to tell you what I would have done. Actually, we'll, we'll, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. I will tell you that later. Now, fast forward, he comes back. 2018, you got a back fracture. Right? You're playing, you're playing well. You're you're pretty much playing well. You get a back fracture. Nick Foles comes back again. He leads them through the playoffs. They late they lose to I forgot who they lost to, but they lose in the playoffs. And but Nick Foles was still playing well. You know, Nick Foles again. Here comes the savior. Leads them back into the playoffs. Now we come back the, the following season, 2019. You play uh, uh, I don't even know how to how to quantify that season, but it was okay. It it wasn't great, you know. That was pretty much a decline season for Carson Wentz. They um, 
They get to the playoffs some fucking how. Like, he magically tugs and pulls the team along with them to the playoffs. And he gets a concussion first round against the Seahawks. Um, So now we're seeing a trend of Carson Wentz being injury prone at this point. I know he's still young. He's still very young. But you're just you're just getting injured too fucking much at this point, okay? And they lose because um I guess who who's their backup? Josh McCown, I think, right? Does basically the same things that Carson Wentz was doing, okay? And now we come to this past season where he just looked like Bambi, okay? He looked like Bambi caught in the headlights. A fresh, freshly born Bambi caught in the headlights. You know, wobbly legged, don't know what the fuck to do. Done, done for, just done. All right. So, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz contract is 35 mil. He is owed $35 million this upcoming season. I don't know. I don't. After that, after this season that he just had, I don't know who in their right mind will want to trade for Carson Wentz. Okay. Now I know people are like, "Well, the the Los Angeles Rams just got rid of Jared Goff's contract. They were able to trade with Detroit." Let's talk about Detroit here. Okay. Detroit one is fucking stupid for even doing that. But anyway, the Rams had to pay up. The Rams had to pay up. To get rid of that contract. You feel me? They had to give up first round picks. They had to give up second round picks. In order to get rid of that contract. Eagles think that they can just. You know. Put Carson Wentz on trading block. And somebody's going to give them first round picks. And all this other shit for Carson Wentz. When no. You're not in that type of. You're not in that type of field to play. Right now. You you are the Rams. You have to give up shit. In order to get rid of this horrid contract. Which. In my opinion, in my all honest, humble opinion, and I'm actually say I think it's a fact he did not deserve this contract. Okay. Um. Now, like I said, well, we're gonna talk about what I think. This is me gonna play the GM part. Okay. Even though I'm pretty sure this might be kind of wrong, but in my opinion, or how I would have ran things back, back during that 2017 season. Now, yes, I understand 2017, he's having an MVP-like season, right? Okay, so we let him come back. 2018, 2018, 2019 season, you're, you're meh. You know, you're, you're good. Uh, and then you get injured, okay? Now, after that second injury, that back fracture, I would not have signed him. To the deal, to a um to that four year extension, I actually would have invoked, because he's still on rookie contract. I would have gave him the player option. Well, I would I would have invoked the team option. I'm sorry, I would have given that that fifth year option. Maybe, I think I might have said let's play another year or two. Let's get through this rookie this rookie contract, okay? Because at this point, I know you've played well, but now I need to see how you fare through these injuries. If that makes sense, right? So now you come back. And now I would have kept Nick Foles on the on the on the roster. I would have probably signed him to like a little two year extension, maybe two years. Like you're still a backup. I understand you won the Super Bowl, but I'll give you like two, 
three years, maybe like, um, let's say like 40 mil, you know, understand it, it might seem kind of wrong at that point. You know, you give him all this money, but he's the backup. Actually, you know what? Let's scratch that. Now we're doing this on the fly. I would have gave him a backup deal. I would have gave him like two years, 10 mil. Okay. Maybe, maybe three years, 15, you know? Okay. So that seems a little bit more logical or reasonable at this point. So if now, if Carson Wentz plays better and he doesn't get that concussion, that concussion in the playoffs, let's say that 2019 season, he plays really fucking great. You know, he leads the Eagles to the playoffs, but let's say they lose somewhere in that play. Let's say they still lose to the Seahawks in the first round. I would have said, okay, let's invoke the option, the option, right? You're still in a rookie deal. I can, I can afford this. Let's invoke the the, the uh, fifth year option. Okay. That's what I would have done. And then if I see him, you know, slipping and sliding and going every which way, Nick Foles, you're in, you're my starter now. And then we'll see if Nick Foles plays great and he's still doing what he's doing with Doug Peterson as a coach. Yeah. Nick Foles would have gotten a pretty good, you know, mid range quarterback deal. And Carson Wentz would have had him been traded by then. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just, oh man, that's what I would have done as a GM. Now, if Carson Wentz really did play well, like I said, I would have gave him that four year contract, you know, cause we see what the potential is. We saw what the potential is and he's still playing at that kind of level. He deserved this contract. He's going to be our player, our um, quarterback of the future. He's not being injured. Definitely got him locked in. But I don't know. It's, it's, that's just a fucking dumb situation, honestly. The Eagles, like you guys sided with your quarterback. They sided with the quarterback, okay? Let's fuck the trade. Let's talk about they sided with the quarterback. Doug Peterson was not the problem here. Let's, let's be real. Doug Peterson was not the problem this past season. These past few seasons, Doug Peterson is your Super Bowl winning coach. He has kept you guys in the playoffs all but last year. Who was the quarterback all those years playing terribly when your defense was still doing well and your offensive line was still doing well? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is honestly the problem. Honestly. I'm not even going to say in my opinion. He he is the problem. We don't know what the fuck happened with these injuries. We don't know how that affected his play. But he was the problem. But you guys decided to... Decide with him. You give it up to the coach. Now he wants to be traded. So now you guys look stupid. The Eagles organization looks stupid. In my opinion. I'm going to say that. Because I don't know if other people think that way. But I'm going to just say in my opinion. They look stupid. Or siding with the quarterback. Over your Super Bowl winning coach. Your coach did this. He's been there. Carson Wentz has proved nothing in this league. I'm going to repeat that again. Carson Wentz has proved nothing in this league. He did one good thing, which was have an MVP caliber season. He got injured. Hasn't proved anything since then. Okay? Well, what about when he pulled them? I don't care. He hasn't proved anything. He hasn't proved anything to deserve that contract. He has done. He has proved nothing in order to get the keys to the organization. That's my humble opinion. I'm sticking to it, okay? Now, what I think they should do right now, 
where Carson Wentz. Um, at this point, it's looking very, very unlikely that they're going to get rid of this contract. Okay. You have to keep him. I understand they, they, they drafted Jalen Hurts. But you have to keep Carson Wentz at this point. You're not going to get rid of it. You're not going to get rid of the contract. Keep Carson Wentz. Um, let's look at when his contract is about is going to be voided. Like when they can get rid of him. He'll be he'll be a free agent 2025. I understand that's a that's a long time, but yeah, nobody wants that contract. <laughs> okay, nobody wants that contract. You have to stick with him. Let him play it out. If after this next season, maybe they can buy him out. Maybe they can release him. I understand it'll, t- it'll take a big cap hit, but. You can take that cap hit and play underneath or play with um Jalen Hurts underneath underneath center. That's the best thing I can assume would happen at this point. Um but yeah, stick with stick with Carson Wentz. You already gave him the keys. Draft some more players, draft some um I don't think they need any wide receivers wide receivers at this point. They might as well draft like O linemen and corners. They've oh draft some corners. <laughs> and yeah. That's that's the that's all they can pray and hope for at this point, in my opinion, my humble opinion. Okay, moving on, we're gonna talk about the Cowboys. <clears throat> Side note: I'm not a big fan of the Cowboys. I never really liked the Cowboys. Um, Tony Romo, trash quarterback. I know he's not playing, but Tony Romo. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I'm sorry, guys. But Dallas Cowboys, where we know Dak Prescott. Okay, um, Dakota. Prescott. Oh, contract negotiations are a bitch. Man, but I think I think the Cowboys need to resign him, but I think Dak shouldn't. Okay? Now, if he does, he should sign the uh franchise tag. Which will put him with what another what thirty seven million dollars guaranteed for the year. Sign that tender. If they don't want to agree to a long term deal or the deal that you want, sign that tender. They're gonna be sick. Put the fucking foot on their necks. Okay. Now I know I just said the Cowboys need to resign them. They do. We all saw how the Cowboys played this past year. With. Dak, I mean, they weren't the greatest, but everything was functioning. Everything was, the train was moving. It was, the coal was being put inside the furnace. It was running. It was great. You know, they weren't winning very well, but they were fully functional. Then again, you do have Mike McCarthy as your head coach. And last time we checked, he had Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers didn't want him. So, that should tell you something. But anyway, back to the point. Um, with Dak Prescott, the, the team was running. Running very well, very efficient. They had a leader. Their offense was pretty, pretty fucking lethal. Um, but without him, we saw that shit turn to a fucking mess. Like who? It, that just that shows you the type of of leader, the type of like what I want to say. Um, but it it just shows you what type like what type of power. Dak Prescott holds when it comes to leading that team, okay? And they need him. 
Now, you can kind of get away with Andy Dalton. You know, Andy Dalton is not bad. Pretty, uh, pretty. Andy Dalton was pretty much a borderline elite quarterback when he was with Cincinnati. I say borderline elite. I did. I do like Andy Dalton. Okay, so maybe I was a little bit unbiased, like biased on that, but I'm pretty sure he was really good for the Bengals. He's a very capable Southern quarterback. I just don't think it's in the system. Mm. So it's just it's yeah, it, it's funky. Like, but then again, it might it might be Mike McCarthy. On the other hand, now if they can get rid of Mike and stick with Andy and find that right coach, maybe it could work. They do have a whole bunch of weapons on offense, but they need to re-sign Dak. That is their highest priority. Now, on Dak's side, you shouldn't. I th- I th- he I really think he needs to leave because he has stood by that organization through thick and thin. We're talking about a black starting quarterback has stood by the Dallas Cowboys for the past what uh, three four years. We're talking about in the midst of. Of um, what's his what's his man name? Colin Kaepernick, you know, kneeling for the flag, the the peaceful protesting against the flag, or this drama, or this backlash, or the it's just he stood by them. That like this this dude Jerry Jones said, if any of my players, you know, kneel for the flag or whatever, are not gonna be Dallas Cowboys. And he stood by them. You're talking about a black man for a black protest, a peaceful black protest, stood by the white owner in that type of time? Yo, you deserve all the money in the world. Like, you really do. He stood by them. He stood by them when Zeke, you know, tried to do that holdout. He was in Cabo or whatever the fuck, you know, for his deal that he overpaid for at this point. <laughs> like, um, they paid Demarcus Lawrence. He stood by them. They paid Amari Cooper. Stood by, like they paid somebody they traded for instead of the dude that has been playing for y'all from the get go. Dak has been their front man, their so their captain. You know, on the, on the front lines, taking all the heat, taking all the press, and has stood by that organization. And they do not want to pay him. Jerry Jones is doing that man dirty, bro. He is doing that man fucking dirty. Dak Prescott needs to leave. Uh, but then again, where would he go? On the other side, where would he go? Because, you know, I mean, the Patriots don't have that type of money to give to him. Like, nobody, honestly, at this point has that type of money to give to him. And so that's why I'm saying he should sign that tender. Now, the only other fran- franchise, the only other quarterback we've seen in the past couple of years sign these tenders and actually get a big payday on that on the back end of it is Kirk Cousins. And we all know Kirk Cousins is not no elite quarterback. He's not even borderline elite. He's not even the top of the B class. You know, he's like mid-range, borderline BC quarterback. He's a game manager. And he this man got paid off those franchise tags and then signed that two-year, 80-fucking-million-dollar deal with um, Minnesota. And they signed him again. They signed him another extension. Dak, do that Kirk Cousins shit. Do the Kirk Cousins plan. Follow. Call that man up. <laughs> Tell him, yo, email me the plan that you that you followed so I can do this to the fucking Cowboys. Because I'm telling you, if they if he signs that tender, <clears throat> even underneath this um this uh, salary cap deduction for the next year for the next season, he gonna get that guaranteed money. That means over the past two years, he would over these past two years he'd have been paid what like sixty seventy million dollars. <laughs> Boy, take that take that franchise tag, all right. Take that franchise tag, 
Step on their necks. Make them niggas sick. All right. Um, and yeah, keep it pushing. You feel me? Keep it pushing. Because he's, he really doesn't have anywhere to go. Now, I mean, he can. I'm trying to think where he can go. I guess the only option would be like the Jags because they're, they're uh, the only team with a, like an open, very fucking open quarterback position at this point. Even though, if anything, they'll probably be in the in the runnings for Deshaun Watson, but you know, uh, they they're not. They're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna take uh, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence. But yeah, those are my thoughts on on Dak Prescott. That's we that's what we should do. Um, what else, what else do we have in NFL news? Oh, let's talk about let's talk about uh, the Steelers and and um, Ben Roethlisberger real quick. Now, I'm not a big Steelers fan. I never really liked the Steelers. You know, I'm a Packers fan. We beat them in the, in the Super Bowl, so I don't like them as much. Now, Big Ben commanding, what, $41 million for the next season? Yo. Oh, man. After this past season, I think... Excuse me. Um, hold on. Okay. Um, got burping again. I think that if they really want to stick with him, because I don't think they have any plan in the immediate future looking for a um a future quarterback sign him to a quarterback extension for like one or two years um but you know make it like a two year maybe like five million dollar extension in order to stretch that 41 million dollars over the over that time frame now if they do a one year with a five year with a five million dollar extension that puts what forty six over the next two years, which would mean he averaged what twenty three, twenty three million dollars. I think they can work with that. I think that's much more feasible. You know, that puts twenty million dollars on a book on the books. Um, but I don't know if the players' association will allow that. You know, that I think that'll go against their contracts, and that'll be uh, a big problem between the two entities. So that's that's a very sticky situation. The only other option would be to to release him. You know, I, I know that'll be a lot of dead cap on the books, but at this point, what do you have to lose? You know, he didn't play that well this past season. I mean, the whole team didn't because they started eleven and zero and then just tanked after that. But yeah, Big Ben, he has a lot of him and the Steelers organization have a lot of work cut out for them. Especially if they want to try and get um, JJ Watt, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be something that they got to work out for a long fuck time this offseason. Um, and Tampa Bay, we're gonna talk about them real quick because you know they just won the Super Bowl. Um, if we even want to call it a Super Bowl, the way that was <laughs> that came out. Um, <clears throat> but excuse me, Tampa Bay have a whole lot of people to sign. Um, if they trying to be in the runnings for JJ Watt, I don't know how that's gonna work. Um, for the most part, I pretty much see them re-signing like Gronk and AB, um, Levante David definitely, and what's the other linebacker? Um, Shaquille Barrett. I think those are the main focuses they're gonna put their money in. Chris Godwin, that's gonna be all. That might be a wash as well as Leonard Fournette, unless unless they both decide to take some type of pay cut in their new deals. But um, if Chris Godwin isn't and he commands that 
twenty million dollar price range or something like that, they might go the route of going for OBJ. Otto Beckham Jr. is looking like a a tradable piece for the Browns since you know they made it to the playoffs without him and beat the Steelers without him. He's looking like a pretty viable trading piece for the Browns. So the Buccaneers can go that way. You know, we all know that Tom Brady and, and OBJ want to play together. Uh, so that could be something to look forward to in the near future. Um, other NFL news, the Jags, you know, Urban Meyer being the head coach and he signed that dude, Chris Doyle, to be his strength, his strengthening coach with all the, all the um, talks of him being, you know, using racial terms and bullying and, you know, demeaning his players. 50 players came out and said that, like, now I know he did re- he did resign right after that news came out. That, I think that pretty much says something about, you know, how Nick, not Nick Saban, how Urban Meyer is about to run that organization or, you know, how that player coach dynamic is about to be or a player organization dynamic is going to be, you know, is it's a weird situation. I don't really have much to say on it, you know, because they knew, like, Urban Meyer and the organization knew about these, um, these, these, um, I don't want to say assumptions. What's the, the, the word is slipping my mom right now. Allegations. There we go. They knew about these allegations and it still was like, mm, it's a grown man league. We'll still hire you. It, it doesn't work. Okay. That's, that's not going to fly with a lot of players. And I'm sure, I'm sure they knew that they probably just didn't care. Yeah, that Jaguar situation is going to be very sticky. I wonder how the players are going to react. I know, Even though he resigned, I still wonder how they're going to react in terms of um, Urban Meyer speaking to them and whoever he signs in the future. And I wonder how Trevor Lawrence feels about it. I don't think he said anything on it as of yet, but that should be very interesting in the um, near future. Um, I feel, There's things I want to touch on real quick in the NFL. Oh, the Patriots. Patriots quarterback, well, team issues at this point. Um, I don't have these in my notes. This is in my notes for the show, but real quick, the um, Patriots, Bill Belichick, um, I think personally should re-sign Cam Newton. I think they shouldn't even try to trade or, you know, try to trade for Jimmy G or whoever else is on the, on the market. Um, they should re-sign Cam Newton, use their available picks to, you know, add some some young, fresh talent to the offensive side of the ball because they have they have no running back at this point because I think Deion White is a free agent. They have no good wide receivers to throw to. I think Nikhil Harry started to kind of pick up um, towards the end of the year. Julian Edelman is still Julian Edelman. But they need, they need a star receiver. They need to... Um, they need a running back, and they need to add fresh talent to the to the defensive side of the ball because they're an old team. The Patriots are an old team. So Bill Belichick, I don't know what type of magic he has, but he needs to work it and, you know, re-sign Cam. You know, maybe like a veteran's minimum, you know, give him like a two-year, maybe like $10, $15 million deal, something like that. Give that man another chance because, you know, they were riddled with injuries this year. He had caught corona. He, he um, still felt the effects of it after he was cleared to play. So... I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure Bill Belichick felt that, and he understood it, and they should give it another go around. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, 
What else in the NFL? Not much. Not really. Nothing else for me to really touch up on. Um, I know I'm a Packers fan. I don't want to really talk about the Packers. I'm going to let them work work out their shit. We see that they're trying to do something in terms of salary cap and trying to give um, Aaron Rodgers some say into like what veterans they should try to sign. I think they should get some. Get a, a bona fide number two option and add some defenders. Add somebody to replace Kevin King. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, and I think that's that's it for the NFL side. Moving on to NBA. Um, NBA has been a weird, a weird season so far. Um, I'm gonna say I haven't watched much. I haven't been able to. You know, I have, I have a lot on my plate. I work a full time job, and um, I do Twitch streaming, and now I'm doing this, and there's other, there's a whole lot of stuff on my plate. But instead of trying to watch basketball. A lot of there's have there hasn't been a lot of good games on TV. Um, I don't have cable, but I have NBA TV through my mom's subscription. And I just want to say, <laughs> yes, yes, I still mooch up my mom for cable. She has cable, so I'm gonna use it to my advantage. Okay, <laughs> but I've I can't watch NBA TV because NBA TV's apps have been pretty shitty as of late for some fucking reason. Um, you watch like 20 minutes into a, a game and the app overloads and shuts down or they say it is an error with the broadcast. Makes no damn sense. But from what I have seen and what I do know, NBA season has been very weird. Um, I'm looking at like standings right now. Like you have the Knicks are in play of contention. The Hornets are in play of contention. You know, there's people inching in in the, in the East on the West. You got the Jazz on the top, like the Suns. The Suns, motherfucker. Like, we've been waiting for the Suns with Devin Booker to come up for the longest. You feel me? They ain't in playoff contention. You got the um, the Warriors sitting at eighth. Like, the NBA season has been weird, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Um, And we're going to talk about how... Let's start with the biggest story right now. Very recent. Anthony Davis. Okay? Now, I did watch that game against the Nuggets yesterday. According to the Monday, um, so that Sunday game against the Nuggets, they they lost. And yeah, AD, okay, Achilles tendinosis, right, which is basically the um, swelling and inflaming of your Achilles tendon. Get some scary fucking shit, okay? I'm I've. We I still don't know, or I don't think anybody knows, but it feels like this is the same thing that was happening to KD in the playoffs, right? And I think that the Lakers need to monitor this very fucking closely, very fucking closely. Keep AD off the court for at least, at least two weeks, at least. Ice that shit the fuck up, you feel me? Keep it in a cast so it's not much movement. Ice it up. Do all that shit. Massages. Do whatever the fuck you need to do. I don't want to hear him having to need surgery or anything. Just keep him off the floor. I don't want him practicing. If he's practicing, just do like free throws, jump shots, very light work, no contact. Okay? Um, This is going to be a test for the Lakers. This is a new squad. Um, Without AD, would be very interesting to watch. Especially with their MVP candidate. LeBron James, of course, who's always an MVP candidate, but I think they can they can hold out very well. Let's say face like the bigger body teams like Joe Wall and B, like you know the Sixers, the Nuggets again, 
Um, maybe the Jazz because of Rudy's so big. He's gonna be dominant in the paint more than likely. <laughs> I don't think I would. I just. I don't think I. I would have ever said Rudy Gobert would be dominant, but <laughs> no, 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 no fault of his own. No, no hate towards him. I'm just saying. <clears throat> Who else? Yeah, that's really about it. If they face those those three teams, they might have a, a really big problem. I think they could hold out against the rest of the league and pretty much stay in the top five of the West. Um, speaking of the top of the West, we got the Jazz. Jazz sitting at twenty two and five on on top of the West. Haven't really seen much Jazz games this year, but I do pay attention, and I have seen Donovan Mitchell. We all seen Don, Donovan Mitchell. Fucking. Nice, bro. Donovan Donovan Mitchell is a fucking scoring machine. He's nice, okay? He's going to be a problem. He's I mean, he's already a problem, but he's going to be a fucking problem. All right. The playoffs, I don't know how the Jazz will fare in a seven-game series. Like, we saw them go against the Nuggets. That went to that went the full seven games. Um, They were struggling. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully, the Jazz... Prove everybody wrong and, you know, can make a very good playoff run this year. Do I have them winning the winning the chip? Not really. Like, I don't even have them making the finals. Um, But, yeah, the Jazz are looking very interesting. The Suns, I need more nation, nationally televised Suns games. You feel me? Um, My issue with the, with the league is that I understand, you know, you're trying to get ratings and money, but I feel like this year the Suns, should have been one of those teams that have a lot of nation- nationally uh, televised games, but I haven't seen them. But they're looking; they're sitting at seventeen and nine right now. Seventeen and fucking nine. They're above five hundred. Well aware, well aware, well above five hundred, which is nice. Okay, I think the Suns can make; they can make it to the second round, depending on who they play and where they fall. I think they can make it. They're looking; they're at fourth right now, which means they'll be playing fifth. And right now, fifth is the Trailblazers. I think that can go. I think they can pull that out with um Chris Paul, D Book, and DeAndre Ayton. That can that can I think they can make it out of there. You feel me? <clears throat> now the Clippers. That's a pretty funky team, in my opinion. They're a very funky team. They have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. You got Luke Kennard, Nicholas Batum, Pat Bev, Lou Whit. Like, what the fuck are these pieces? Fucking with me. But the Clippers, everybody still has them like top three in terms of odds to win the championship. Um, I said that last year. <laughs> and they got kicked out. They got booted. I'm calling upon Playoff P to make another appearance this year. Um, no hate, just simple fact, simple, simple proof. And I don't know. I don't really have. I don't have that much faith in the Clippers in terms of making a, a deep playoff run. Not because of Kawhi, but because of everything else around Kawhi. You have Playoff P. You have Luke Kennard and Nicholas Batum, who have been unproven in the playoffs. Now I know Nick Batum is a vet. And he was good for the Trailblazers. Okay, he's, he got that max deal signed with the Hornets. Haven't heard about him since then. He, Yes, he does his job, but in terms of being on a playoff team and being a piece to help them, I don't see it, not at this point in his career. If it was earlier, like on the Trailbla- when he was in the Trailblazers, and he was on his team with, with Kawhi Leonard and the PG, yeah, I can see it. 
I could definitely see it. But right now, nah, I don't, I don't see it. Sergi Baca, Sergi Baca is not that missing piece, but he is a key piece. But you need something else on top of him to make a, um, you know, a playoff run. Yeah, the Clippers, it's just weird. It's weird. But they're looking good. They're looking good. They're, they're, they're uh, sitting at 20 and 8, right beneath the, the Lakers. They are third. Clippers are third. Lakers are second. Okay? So, mm, something very interesting to watch out for. Now, teams on the outside looking in, we have the Grizzlies, the Mavs, and the Kings. Mm, maybe even the Rockets. What are, oh, well, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are only looking in because they played a little bit less games. They're 11-11, but I don't see them making it in. If anything, the sleeper, to me, would be like the Rockets and the Mavs. I think the Rockets should be able to squeeze in. As time goes on, I think the Rockets will be able to squeeze in. You're telling me a team with John Wall, okay, Victor Oladipo, Christian Wood, and DeMarcus Cousins and Eric Gordon can't squeeze into the motherfucking playoffs? Bro. Bro, bro, bro. Ain't no fucking way that team should not make the playoffs. That sounds like a bona fide playoff team. I'm going to run that shit again. John Wall. John fucking Wall. Gang sign Wall. <laughs> okay? Fucking Victor Oladipo. Great defender. Great Great offensive player. He's a beast. He's nice. He can score. He can defend. Timberlake. Wow. Um. What I just say, Christian Wood, sleeper. Ain't nobody heard about the nigga till last year. Christian Wood was balling last year and still balling right now. And you got Boogie Cousins. We all know he's coming back from two injuries, but he's he's balling. He still got that presence. He's a big man that can handle, cook you up. He could pass, score, back you down. Man, come on. That team and Eric Gordon. Bonafide six man. Beast. Nice. Aaron Gordon. I said Aaron. Eric Gordon can score. Come on. That's a playoff team. If I ever heard of one. All right. So they, they should be able to sneak in there. The Mavs. <clears throat> now, I'm saying they should be able to sneak in there. I don't have high, high hopes. I did watch them play the Trailblazers um, yesterday. I know Dame time kicked in, but uh, Luka Doncic, yo, 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 Luka Doncic, fucking problem. <laughs> that, that was a dramatic pause, but he is a fucking problem. Him and KP, if KP is on that night, they they those two together. I don't think I don't know who can stop him besides LeBron and um AD. I don't know who could stop that, to be honest. Because KP, people forgot. that The fucking unicorn, people forgot. And Luka Doncic, ain't no forgetting that motherfucker, okay? <laughs> so, they should be able to make it, but it'll be hard. You know, they, they traded away uh, Seth Curry. Traded away their best shooting option and got in return Josh Richardson, who who's not a bad player, for the, by all means. He's not a bad player. Great 3 and D man, right? Um... He just not he's just not the same capable person in terms of shooting, you know, stretching the floor like Seth Curry was. So that's something that to look forward to look at. And I don't recall if they still have Trey Burke. I think I feel like they lost Trey Burke. But Trey Burke was a good was a good piece for them off the off the bench. They kept Jalen Brunson. 
but Trey Burke, Trey Burke was a good piece. Um, Willie Colley Stein, they lost him. They gave him to the Warriors. They should have kept him low key. Should have, because now I don't know who they have on the inside for that team. So it's right now the team is only looking like Luka Doncic, KP, um, Finney Smith. I think that's his last name, and um, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> so it's. They're, they're they're a weird situation to look at. Um, who else in the West? The West, the West is looking really really fucking good. You know, um, we got the Warriors sitting at, sitting at eighth. I feel like they can pick it up. You know, they they started off with a rocky with a rocky start. Um, Ko Kelly Oubre, he wasn't really playing well. He picked it up. He's starting to come to to himself. You know, uh, Steph Curry, Babyface Curry, Human Torch coming alive, MVP candidate. Um, Andrew Wiggins, they need they need Andrew Wiggins, okay? They need Andrew Wiggins to be Andrew Wiggins of old. Because Andrew Wiggins, rookie, those first three years in Minnesota, Andrew Wiggins is nice, bro. He was nice. He's an elite defender. Well, he was an elite defender, but he is, I, I consider him a, an elite defender. He can guard anybody. You put him against any score, any um one, two, three position, he, he can guard, okay? um And he, he's pretty good on the offensive side. Um, he's still bouncy. He can still attack the rack. He needs to be much more aggressive. And I think that Warrior team could jump up to like six at fifth. I think so. And they can make a good a good run in the playoffs. <clears throat> now let's move over to the East. Now in the East, we have I guess the biggest news right now would be Blake Griffin. I guess. You know, he him and the Pistons agreed to have him sit out. Because they want to try and find a, a a suitor to trade him to. Now, I don't know who, I don't know who wants his contract. I really don't. He he got that that max contract. I'm gonna tell you what he's looking, what type of money he's looking at for this year and next year. This year, he's commanding thirty five million dollars. His contract <laughs> commands him thirty five million dollars next year. Thirty-nine million for Blake Griffin. Now, now we're not talking about Blake Griffin from the Clippers, the young days, ducking on everybody, be like just dominating. No, that's not Blake Griffin. We're talking about Blake Griffin right now, averaging twelve points a game. Okay, don't nobody want that contract. Don't nobody want that contract. I don't want that contract. I don't want. I don't even want any team to have the contract. If anything, the best bet for the Pistons is a contract buyout. Um. But that buyout, that makes Blake Griffin a very, very high suitor for a whole lot of teams. A whole lot of teams are going to look for that motherfucker. I'm telling you. If he gets bought out, who? Who? People are going to look for him. Okay? Um, but, yeah, I don't think nobody's going to want to trade for that contract. Um, you're looking at, I don't know, I don't know how that, con- that trade is going to look. Because you're going to need a lot to, you know, off ba- offset that that uh, contract balance. So that's going to be something hard to get off the books. But, yeah, what else? The, Cle- the Cleveland Cavaliers. There's no big news coming out that organization, but I think everybody should be on the lookout for Andre Drummond. There's a possibility that Andre Drummond could get traded or bought out. Okay? Now, if he gets bought out, Ooh, you're looking at he has a pick of the mill. 
you're talking about the Nets are looking for him. You're talking about, like, I think the Mavs might be looking for him. Um, the Clippers are looking for him. Like, there's team, there's playoff teams looking for that dude, bro. And if, if, he, if he gets bought out, do not be surprised. Do not be fucking surprised if he went to the Nets, okay? The Nets need him. The Nets need a fucking big man and Andre Drummond averaging 30 and 20, basically. Well, he's not averaging 30 and 20, but he can give you 30 and 20 whenever. Yeah. Yeah. You need that man. You need a defender. He's an elite defender. He can score. That man, yeah. Be on the lookout for that shit, okay? But um, in other news, we're going to talk about this Eastern Conference. You know, I've seen some Eastern Conference games, most notably top three, you know, 76ers, Bucks, Nets. I've seen games from them. Whoo, what can I say? The Philly, the, the Sixers, they look, in, they look good with Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid being the front man for the MVP um, award, they're looking good. They're looking really fucking good. I think they'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals, okay? Now... I, I have them for a lock in the Eastern Conference Finals. The other teams, I don't know. Um, I know I just talked about the... We just mentioned the Bucks and the Nets. Why are you not saying the Bucks? The Bucks should be in the Finals. Yeah, but... They still have that same problem with Giannis, which is... He's not the guy. When I say he's not the guy, I'm talking about he's not the guy in the fourth quarter where... You tell him where he goes, give me the ball. Everybody else get the fuck out the way. He's not that dude. He's not. Not you gotta put him on a low on a on a on a block. You gotta put him down there. Um if anything, Chris Middleton is your best option for that. And a lot of a lot of people aren't really that scared of Chris Middleton. He oh, he's nice. He's an all-star, but he's not all-star plus, as Max Kellerman would put it. He's not all-star plus. Um, the Nets, I have them as a high suitor for the finals to get out the East, you know, um, but with that defense, that horrid, horrid fucking defense, and I've seen games, there's a lot of times on defense when they're all just standing there, they're not doing shit, they're all just standing there looking at each other like, okay, well, they scored, let's go score, it's, it's, with that type of mindset, you gotta drop like 140 a night, bro. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta drop 140 a night in the playoffs, seven game series. Ooh, that's gonna be draining. Okay, so if they can clean up, if they can clean up their defense just a little tiny bit, if they could be a, if they could be a middle of the pack defensive team, I think they can go to the to the finals and possibly win. Okay. Um, who else do we have? We have the Pacers at fourth. Celtics at fifth, only at 13 and 13. They're only 500. I think that's probably the biggest story of the Eastern Conference in terms of like playoff contenders is the Celtics being fifth at 500. Early in the season, we all thought, okay, Celtics going to be a problem. But it's dying. Like, it's, it's dying. I don't know what it is. Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown is looking like an all-star. Um, he should be an all-star this year. You got Jason Tatum being Jason Tatum. But everything else around that, you got Jeff Teague, who is not Jeff Teague from Atlanta. You have Marcus Smart, who has been um, on and on. I said on and on. On and off. And then 
everything else around them is just whatever the fuck they felt like throwing on the court. <laughs> like, um, Daniel Tice is okay, but he's not going to be that, that guy who's like, you can expect them to make stops on the inside or, you know, score on the inside at ease. It's not him. Not, no. I don't know what they need to do, but the Celtics have to get it together quick, okay? The Hornets, Knicks, and the Raptors follow at 6, 7, 8 in that order. The Hornets, I think they're pretty much stuck in that bottom three, so will the Knicks. Um, The Hornets, though, ooh, rookie of the year. Rookie of the fucking year, LaMelo Ball. Balling. The ball man is balling, okay? Rookie of the year. Put that man in starting lineup. I, I'm tired of seeing him off the bench. If anything, I know Terry Rozier is dropping like 36 a night and shit, but in terms of making that, that shit run, I personally would like to see LaMelo start. If anything, LaMelo could start and Terry Rozier could be the, the shooting guard. Ooh, that'll be a fucking problem. Ooh, that'll be a fucking problem. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, the Knicks, haven't seen much of the Knicks, but what I have seen is that Julius Randle looking like a fucking all-star, man. Like, Julius Randle, him and, um, quickly, I think that's his last name, right? Quickly, um, yeah, that Lou Will, that new age Lou Will, Knicks are looking good. And I don't think I, I don't think I would have ever said that anytime soon. But the Knicks, they keep picking right and, you know, doing it, doing things the way they did this offseason. I think they can, they can, they can do something good in the near future. Not anything in terms of chip, but make it to the playoffs. Yeah. They, 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 they can be on the up and up. Now, on the outside looking in, we have the Heat, the Hawks, and the Bulls. Now, the Heat started off with a rocky start. I don't know what the fuck is going on, on in that team, but all those corona cases they had put them to a rocky start. Now they got to try and, you know, build that up. You know, um they signed Avery Bradley. I don't think a lot of people, I don't think we've seen a lot of Avery Bradley on that team. And Jimmy Jimmy Butler was on that corona list and he he's just coming back and he's, you know, proving to be that focal point. He without him, that team is looking like some bums. Okay, can't stop nobody. Can't score nobody. With the Hawks, I had we I've had high hopes for the Hawks. Okay, I thought the Hawks were gonna be one of those teams that we can expect to you know probably be higher than they actually are right now. But they're only at what I still looking at tenth right now. <clears throat> and they made some pretty good moves, you know. They got Rondo, which we thought was going to be a very good veteran presence for them. They haven't used him as much. And they got um, that Bogdanovich kid, right, from Sacramento, which I think they should have kept him, but they could have matched that offer. And he's in Atlanta. Haven't heard much about him since he signed. Um, But they're not looking that, that great. And they, trying to, they got uh, John Collins on the trading block. I've never had high hopes for John Collins. Um, but I think a lot of teams will be interested in getting him. Um, he's not he's not one of the best power forwards in the league. He's not a very dynamic player. You know, he's just a lob. He's like Blake Griffin in the early days when you just lob it to him and you expect him to dunk. His offensive package isn't really all there. 
I don't know. The Hawks, I want them to be good. I do. Trey Young is a fascinating, fascinating player. He's he's uh, just a smaller Steph Curry. It's amazing. But the Hawks need to get it together if they want to try and get into the, you know, the bottom three of the East. The Bulls, oh my gosh, please fucking free my man, Zach Levine. Like, Zach Levine is, he's in trouble. He's struggling. That team, need to, they need to let him go. Uh, he does have a max contract. He has a lot of money. But I don't know who, who can get that. Who can who can put up that type of package to get Zach Levine? You know, we all wanted him to be on the on the Lakers. I think that would have been beastly, but Zach Levine got to get out of there, bro. Him and Kobe White, I mean, they work together well, but either Zach Levine got to get the fuck up out of there or the Bulls need to, like, give it a Lori Markkinen, find somebody, you know, find some pieces to get back in, in return and help Zach Levine and help Kobe White get these Bulls to the fucking playoffs. Other than that, you got the Magic, the Cavs, the Pistons, and the Wizards. Only thing I, t- I could say for most teams, we already talked about the Pistons and the Cavs. The Magic, it's the Magic. <laughs> like, I don't have shit to say about them. They they only have Aaron Gordon and um, Vucevic um, and I guess Evan Fournier. Um, so sad that, um, what's my dude's name? The Dreads. Uh, shit, I forgot his name. But you all know what I'm talking about. He told his ACL. He was looking really fucking good. Markel Fultz. He was looking really fucking good. Then he got hurt. So I'm pretty sure that that gave him a setback. And you got the Wizards who have Russell Westbrook, (coughs) uh, uh, an MVP in this league, who averaged a triple-double, you know, and he's just, he's a no-show. It's fucking weird. Like, it makes no no sense that it's happened this way. You have Bradley Beal, the most consistent player for them, you know, dropping 40-plus every damn night, and they have nobody to help. They have nobody to help. Like, excuse me, you look at their team, you're just like, what the fuck is going on here? Excuse me. I think I think Bradley Bill should want out. I think the Wizards owe him that owe him that favor to, like, get him to a good team because he has been nothing but spectacular these past three seasons. But he's being a faithful, he's being a loyal man to the organization, to the city, and sticking to his guns and... You know, shout out to him. But, yeah. Um, Final thing is on the NBA. Let's talk about this All-Star game that's supposed to be scheduled for March, I think, 14th. I personally think that they shouldn't have it. Okay? Now, they told the players, they told the players that there was not going to be an All-Star game. They might have been like All-Star honors, you know, like how the NFL did it. But I don't think there should be an All-Star game. Because, like, how would that even how would that even go about? I'm trying to think about it. Like, like you're not gonna have spectators more than likely. If anything, if there are spectators, they sh- they should only be the N- the uh, NBA players that want to go. You know, um, of course, they're gonna be socially distanced. Um, understand it's for charity. Understand, you know, you need the money. But I think the All Star Game. If you told the players that they was gonna have it, and they was gonna have that week off to themselves to rest. You know, since this schedule is so compact and so, so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Demanding on their bodies. Oh, man. They shouldn't have it. And then now they're talking about having a, a dunk contest, um, during halftime. Uh, it's just, oh, man. 
as a fan, I I don't I'm not excited. I'm just not like that dynamic of the, for the All Star game is the fans like it's a pickup game where the fans just get to watch these motherfuckers have fun and just launch deep bombs and crazy fucking plays and alley oops and passes and dribble. It's it's oh man, it's I don't I don't see it. I'm not excited for it at all. I'm really not. I think with that, that'll do it. You know, I thank you guys for tuning in on my first episode. Um, this is exciting. I can't wait for, you know, what else is to come in, in the near future. Um, look for an episode every Monday. Um, I know I just, started, I just started the podcast, but I won't be here next week. Um, I, I'm actually going to be on vacation, going to be visiting my girlfriend in Florida. So when I come back, there'll be a whole bunch of news to talk about. There'll be a whole bunch of new things to talk about in the NFL and the NBA. Um, So look for that in the next two weeks. And again, thank you for tuning in. Um, This has been Tyler Herbert, your GM in the stands. Thank you for tuning in. Peace out.